All right, everybody, welcome back to the Five Hole Taxi Squad, a Five Hole Fantasy Hockey presentation. We are back once again on November the 2nd to bring you the Week 5 preview. So, without further ado, Jay, let's start up the fairs and let's get into it. Right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Five Hole Taxi Squad. We are your hosts, Craig, Allen, and Jay. On a night full of hockey on the 2nd of November, boys. How are we doing? And welcome back to the pod. Now, this this slate's more like it. <laughs> this one, Lots of this hockey This one excites tonight. you, other than, unlike the Halloween yes. one. That, uh, <laughs> and unlike week four, was, I'm not losing by 150 points to Allen, which is always good. <laughs> Jay's feeling more alive and relevant in the fantasy hockey world because he's not under the foot of Alan's mighty team in our listener league. (laughs) (laughs) So we are here tonight to talk about the week five preview and get into your schedule maximization and streaming. And Jay will also take you through a strategy discussion on the week that, that is to come before we jump into the week five weekend preview later next week. But before we get into that juicy information, let's take you around the league and head into the infirmary first. As we know, we are always seem to be dealing with some sort of injury to some sort of fantasy relevant player. John Gibson still remains day to day in Anaheim. He tweaked something is the report there is no timeline for his return so he remains day to day lucas dostel he apparently is still widely available so if you are looking for a viable streamer uh, in goal or you are looking for goalie help he is certainly viable he is coming off a win yesterday Anaheim seems to be in a bit of a roll. They are still struggling to keep the puck out of their own net, but they are scoring at a good, a strong enough clip that Dostal can steal a few wins here or there in a what looks to be, boys, a, I'm going to throw it out there, a very much improved Anaheim Ducks team from a scoring perspective. Not saying that they're going to make a push for a wildcard berth, but it looks like they might be have the capability to push and steal some wins from any team in the Western Conference at this point, as long as they're getting some, you know, above league average goaltending, which is what they're getting from Lucas Dostal right now. And it looks like they're going to run with the kid while Gibson is out. On other goalie news, Carter Hart is now injured. A mid-body injury? His belly I don't even hurts. know what that means. I'm assuming it means his core. I've never really seen that diagnosis in an injury report before, but I did see a report on Twitter. Uh, yes, he is referred to as day-to-day, but I've seen a couple of reports that have indicated he is going to miss significant time with this injury. I don't want to say that this makes that Earson kid viable in any sense of the word uh, because he has been awful when he has been given the net in philly 
this might be the opportunity for those that are potentially Atkins holders, Katuria holders, anybody in their top six that has been off to solid performances, not maybe not running red hot, but to shop around in your leagues um, for potentially, you know, that mid tier off to slow start players, uh, because this might be the peak of the Philly season now that they've lost their premium goaltender. But this is not good news for the Philadelphia Flyers going from Carter Hart to Earson in goal. I do not have the same opinion of Earson as I do as Dostal. So I guess buyer beware if you do need goalie help or goalie depth on your fantasy roster if you want to go to the Philly replacement. Adam Fox left tonight's game and didn't return after a, ooh, a leg on leg hit. He was off to a pretty good start. You know, Al obviously power play one quarterback there, logging a lot of heavy minutes. More of a blocks guy than a hits guy. Uh, doesn't shoot a lot, but obviously had that 65 point floor playing with that top six in and around him and the power play there in New York. Definitely something to keep an eye on if you are an Adam Fox owner. I'm sure there'll be some updates on his status uh, once this episode is released. So just keep an eye on that. Yandre Miller season. Oh, uh, actually, you might want to check that time on ice. Looks like uh, Gustafsson was getting the power. That's play I was just about to say Yandre Miller season uh, after all. <laughs> look, they. I think Fox, when Fox has missed time in the past, they've never gone to Miller from a quarterback standpoint, I think that's probably why they brought in Gustafson. Miller is more of like that shut down two guy like Truba is. Didn't really bump Miller's time on ice too significantly. But like you said, it looks like most of that time on ice went to Gustafson. Looks like he went up from about 16 minutes to 18 minutes. Five minutes power play time yes. on ice. Yeah, I'd say that's it's yeah, that's the big bump there. If if Fox misses time, and I already picked him up in the listener league case. <laughs> Allen just like hoard, like just taking all the defensemen he can in the listener league people. So watch out, he's just sniping everybody. He missed out on Warwinski, so he's going after whoever he can there for sure. I guess this is infirmary news, but. Mr. Matt Boldy is back. He's back. And he was in the lineup tonight in his usual spot on line two and on PP1. Matt Boldy, the season might be upon us. Only has one shot on goal, but he's skated almost 20 minutes on ice. Uh, one hit on his return as well uh, and two assists. So Matt Boldy, the playmaker. Maybe he changed his uh, approach to hockey in his time away from the team with his injury. For Matt Boldy uh, owners or people that have been holding on him, Alan in the listener league, <laughs> uh, he is back. I hope you all saw that out there and were able to get him back into your fantasy lineups. Uh, a couple of other storylines that we picked up on that we wanted to uh, bring to people's attention. This really hurts because I gave him a pretty good shout out in our division previews in the preseason content. You know, health is everything. And Nicholas Backstrom looks like he has taking a step back and will be gone long-term from the Washington Capitals because his hip is not 100% and he feels that he cannot contribute to the organization to his full potential. So he's taking a leave of absence and will be put on long-term IR 
for the foreseeable future in Washington. Again, another one of Alan's boys, Dylan Strom. Dylan Strom to, to the, the moon, moon baby. Going to get all the deployment. I hope whoever got in on him early. I still think what hurts him overall is that he lost that right wing eligibility that he had last year. So it might be hard to find a spot for him if Washington can turn it around, which he, they didn't look great tonight. They got shut out. Who doesn't get shut out by the Islanders over the last, you know, three to four seasons? Everybody does, right? <laughs> they just don't let people score, that team. And they they just have everybody scores. They score in a committee in Long Island. But yes, we wish Nicholas Backstrom well and health is everything. Hopefully he does return, you know, relatively still a, I would like to think he's a young man because he's younger than me. <laughs> but I know, you know, 35, 36 in the hockey world is probably pushing the threshold. But I think from a fantasy perspective, obviously, like we touched on Dylan Strom to the moon, I would imagine he now holds line one power play one long term it might even open the door for somebody like a Connor mcmichael one of their younger players that is part of their team now and part of their future to maybe push for some more top six time i would also say of note like this will make it a heck of a lot easier to bring back uh, joel edmondson and patches depending on how long backstrom's out that's a good point yeah 100 percent. joel edmondson very Relevant from a categories league in terms of bangs and patches, I think we all hope can be back sooner rather than later because whenever he is healthy, he is very fantasy relevant in terms of shots and goal, points upside and goals, especially slotting into that top six in Washington. And, you know, for those fans out there of the Capitals and for those holding on Carlson and Ovi, especially and Tom Wilson probably as well. You are hoping that they turn the corner at some point and can produce like we all know they can and have seen them produce in the past, which only helps the peripheral pieces around them. Um, and then a final touch on around the league. Pierre Dorian resigned in Ottawa. Steve Steos is now the interim gen- uh, general manager. I'm not 100% sure what this impacts from a fantasy standpoint, but I think it's about time that Dorian stepped down. Well, if uh, Chiarelli is the supposed replacement. It doesn't really get any better. <laughs> Ottawa stonks down. Yeah, it doesn't really get any better if that's the supposed truth on his replacement. But it's probably about time that Pierre Dorian stepped down. Not to say that he hadn't built, you know, this nucleus on this team. But, uh, you know, a mixed bag of things, we'll say, around Pierre Dorian for many years. And, you know, happy trails young fellow maybe you land on your feet uh, in another uh, organization uh, but that's it i think that's the van cabs trip around the league and to the infirmary and some key storylines we were we had been uh, looking into for you guys out there so uh, why don't we get deeper into this week five preview alan and take it away with the best schedules to capitalize on and some of the streamers that we're looking at uh, for the people out there yeah, this uh, week five's a smorgasbord, man. You got few teams with four games. Florida, all four of their games are on off nights. Uh, so that's probably, even if it's center, like do you grab someone, you can get them in. Toronto has four games with three off nights. Columbus, Dallas, Minnesota, and San Jose, for what they're worth, two off nights. 
Montreal, Tampa, and Vancouver have one off night. And then honorable mention, Anaheim and Washington have both have three games, but two of them are on off nights. And then the worst schedules are Chicago and Jersey with just two games apiece. Points leagues, guys, I don't know why he is so low. Uh, Ekman Larson, I know he had the injury scare, but he's still only 16% owned. Power play one, still a lock until Montour and or Ekblad come back. He shoots quite a bit, but also gets you a little a bit of hits and blocks. Anton Lundell, 3% owned center. Line two with Verhage and Kachuk. Power play two, though. On Toronto, grab one of Bertuzzi or Yarncroc, um, depending on who's, you know, line one, line two, whichever. Whichever you feel is the better line at even strength. And that's a uh, Matt Duchesne. Got a goal tonight. Center right wing eligible. So even on the regular nights, probably a little bit easier to fit in. 28% owned. Line two, power plates two. Uh, and again, I said he had a goal tonight. Honorable mentions. A couple of guys to just go check on. Uh, Evan Rodriguez, fantasy unicorn. Uh, 55% owned. Uh, Ryan Hartman, 55% owned. John Klingberg. Looks like they might be trying to split up some of that power play time between him and Riley, but it does look like he got he's got Yuck. more time on the power play Yuck. tonight. I know that's pure points play. <laughs> Got to mention it. Also, another yuck, uh, Kalen Addison, uh, that Ugh, power play even, one defenseman. That's even yuck, that's even yuckier. <laughs> <laughs> I know because he won't get twenty five minutes. And then goalie streams. Lots of teams have back to back, so a lot of a lot of backups are viable this week. Uh, Buffalo, Calgary, Carolina. Dallas, L.A., Minnesota, Montreal, Ottawa, Philly, San Jose, yuck, uh, Toronto, although both of those guys are probably over 50% owned, uh, Vancouver, and Washington. And then like we mentioned earlier, Lucas Dostal is, he's only 27% owned with no timeline on Gibson. He's probably a hold as long as Gibson's out. And I I think with the way that Torts plays his teams, Urson, if you need it, is probably a he's going to get the bulk of the starts for Philly in the meantime, uh, especially since they didn't want to give a timeline on Hart. And then big boy bangers, one of the D-men from Dallas, either Essa Lindell, who I think had an assist tonight, or Yanni Hockenpah. Both of those guys hit uh block. I think Lindell shoots a little bit. Uh, Mark Giordano in Toronto, he'll cover all those categories, hits, shots, blocks. And then... The Incredible Hulk, Marcus Foligno, not Foligno, <laughs> uh, now with Power Play 2 action. I don't know if he had that before. And then Montreal, four games. You can fit him in. A D-Men's probably a lot easier. Wi-Fi man. Boost your uh, wireless signal and get them hits. And now I'm going to hand it over to Jay. Before we go to Jay, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just watching Jay. His... Watch lists for next week's ads are just going to be they're going to be like twenty five people deep, and he's just he's just to be smashing. Ad, oh no! Ad, and I already ad, put ad. I put my streamer for next week at the bottom, and I haven't even mentioned it yet. Oh, Alan's <laughs> already prepared for streamer of the week. This is beautiful, and he believes that Jay's not going to snipe him. But I just he wanted will. to do. A- I just want to do a couple of other honorable mentions, just kind of perusing through some of the teams with the prime schedules. Uh, from a streaming standpoint, and then we will go to Jay. I think you hit some really good ones. I really like the just go checks. Columbus's viability in terms of how who would be available, you know, other than Johnny Goudreau and and Boone Jenner being highly owned and Rowinski as well. 
I think, you know, you have an opportunity to stream the likes of Adam Fentilli. I believe he's only like 44% owned still. Damon Severson is now running on the other point of the power play one uh, alongside Rowinski. There's a couple of, you know, Provorov from a block standpoint, if you're chasing that category, uh, the David uh, their young defense. Juracek, perfect. Another name butchered. Cha-ching. <laughs> Juracek <laughs> has been off to a strong start. Hitting, blocking, shoots a little bit, does have a little bit of points upside. You can't go wrong with Kent Johnson now that he's in the top six. Jack Roslevic has also been off to a pretty good start, skating at even strength with Boone Jenner and Johnny Goudreau. Goudreau even scored tonight. Uh, then from Dallas, you hit some really good ones, Alan. But I just want to give an honorable mention to Wyatt Johnson. I know he's only center only eligible, but some good points upside there. Centering the second line with Jamie Benn and Evgeny Dadanoff. Please don't stream Dadanoff if you're out there. Uh, he's he's really on a little need- bit of a heater, man. I <laughs> The stars have shown signs of life, which is good for everybody that owns some of the bigger names because I've seen some frustration in, from Heisken and Orners, Robertson's being floated in a lot of trades, but that team is looking like they're starting to wake up, which is good for hockey and good for fantasy because there's definitely some value there. And then a guy we've mentioned in the past from Minnesota, although he's lost his PP1 deployment and he does nothing from a hits and block standpoint, he actually got pushed to the top line with Ryan Hartman and Kirill Kaprizov with Matt Boldy's return is Matt Zuccarello. And Marco Rossi might be viable this week from a streaming standpoint in deeper leagues because he's off to a little bit of a hot start to start his his year, especially over the last two weeks. So those just a couple of extra honorable mention streamers from the teams with the better schedules. And then the Toronto, I just want to throw Matthew Nyes out. Although he's getting line three deployment at even strength, he has been floating around the top six, depending on uh, how the games have played out. He has got time with Matthews and Marner. He has got time with John Tavares and Willie Nylander at even strength. And he's also seen a little bit of power play time. So that's a deep streamer from a Toronto standpoint. Please don't stream Max Domi. But Matthew Nyes for deeper leagues is definitely another honorable mental streamer there. Without further ado, Jay, take it away from a strategy standpoint for the beginning of week five next week. And I guess heading out of week four this week. All right. Yeah. So again, just a quick reminder again in terms of potential snipes. I mentioned it on the last last episode, but remember again that McAvoy is still suspended He's going to be coming back on Saturday, November 11th against the Habs, right? So Boston is obviously still on a tear. They're still a wagon and they're coming up with a couple of games where there's going to be a different power play one QB. So just keep in mind, obviously, Hampus Lindholm is probably already owned, but he's not owned in all leagues. So if you're in a league with Hampus Lindholm available, other ones, obviously, to mention if there's an injury such as... Uh, Gibson or Hart or whatnot, definitely go look at those goalies, especially if you're 0G. Dostal, my goodness, the guy's playing out of his mind. I actually considered to see if Anaheim would have just decided to roll with Dostal and if there was any potential long-term. That is another strategy to consider and remember in terms of the resource uh, for listeners. 
just go check your player up on cap friendly and actually look to see what avenues are available for whatever streamer you're picking up and what long-term possibility exists. And my conclusion would be that Dostal doesn't have as much of a run as possible. Gibson still has a contract running out to 2026. They're paying him six and a half mil. He's probably going to stay on you know, the very, very top. They're not going to trade him. They're, they've paid him already. He's not going to be in a position of risk where Dostal's great play will move him out, okay? So just, just uh, if you are ever listeners, if you ever are doubtful, just go to Cap Friendly, search up your player, look up the guy, especially for goalies. That's a very important tidbit. In the lead up to week five, we're going to cover a little bit of what we call tough calls. So when we say tough calls, we basically mean... Teams who have terrible schedules and barring a blue chip bonafide player, maybe you can consider dropping players on these teams. Now, Alan already mentioned uh, the two teams there with the two games, or actually uh, there are three teams with a two-game schedule in Week 5. So one is Chicago, one is New Jersey, and one is Vegas. So if you're in Chicago, like everyone not named Connor Bedard or Seth Jones... Just drop them. New Jersey is in a setup where they they really have a lot of players that are too valuable to drop. And so the only guys that you were that that you could reasonably drop on New Jersey would have been the streamers you picked up from this past week. So your Siegenthaler that's there, get rid of him. He's not worth owning and holding that slot up. Uh, drop the guy. Now, the other one with Vegas, the thing with Vegas as well is they have two games, but they're also both on the Wednesday, Friday off nights, so it might be worth your while to just hold them over the, you know, Wednesday and Friday, and then drop them on the Friday to try to snag a Saturday, Sunday back-to-back. But then again, if your team is doing well enough anyway, you maybe could just hold them for a busier week the following week. So with those tough calls in mind, let's target again the teams generally for week five. And then we'll uh, jump a little bit into some strategy first. So generally speaking, a four game team is best to own in week five. And so there are a whole slew of teams. So there's Columbus, Dallas, Florida, Minnesota, Montreal, San Jose, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Vancouver. The fact that you could have fallen asleep halfway through me listing them indicates that this week is a very, very busy and, you know, opportunistic week for streamers. There are two teams that stand out, the Florida and Toronto. Not only do they play, Florida plays every single off night, right? The Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. But Toronto, importantly, plays the first three off nights, which means that you can maximize the earlier setup of the week, and then you can drop and tweak as the week rolls on. If you are in an active league, you need Florida players and Toronto players to succeed in week five. So aside from Evan Rodriguez, he's 55% owned, right? That's He's a just-go-check, but half more than half the time, he's already gone. Oliver ekman Larson is probably must-owned. He's 16% rostered, power play one QB. Risks, they said, were that he was injured previously, but he's already back. So you definitely, this week, want to snag him up. Obviously, check your league settings, but I looked around, 
And, for example, in the Listener League with the Bangers League, who the heck is Nico Mikola? Never heard of this guy. 1% owns in Bangers, except he's the third highest scoring player in our league settings. He's 1% owned, and he has 22 blocks in eight games played. So he's almost averaging three blocks a night. Um, I don't know what else he does, but seemingly it's enough in categories leagues, in points leagues that highly value banger cats. Now, Toronto, as Craig mentioned, there's what, Nyes, Klingberg, Bertuzzi. I'm not saying anything new, right? Like, Toronto is so 100% owned up by every single Leafs fan. I mean, even two-thirds of our podcast right now are Leafs fans. <laughs> We're everywhere, unfortunately, and we really like to get Leafs players. But just go check, right? Like, Nyes, Klingberg, Bertuzzi, uh, Yarn Crook. Get them for the off nights because they are solid. Now, there's... An important distinction we're going to make again, which is we're going to chop week five in half. You want the games early. You want to lock the points in early, right? So there's another team, and I know they play on a Tuesday heavy night, but you should consider the Tampa Bay Lightning for week five as well. They play Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. Now, look at your lineup. Check if you can fit in a Tampa Bay player and especially your streamable Tampa Bay player like if you only have two center slots it's stupid and useless in terms of a schedule maximizer to add another Sorelli right Sorelli he's only center eligible you add him for the Monday Tuesday back-to-back he doesn't help you he's not gonna play on that Tuesday back-to-back anyway but if you can fit them in snag a Tampa Bay player get the Monday Tuesday points and you can drop them and flip them on Wednesday to maximize your schedule further. It's at this point where you realize just how effective having a Florida player and Toronto player is because they're most likely the players you would be trying to stream after dropping the Tampa player anyway, but there's no guarantee they're still there. This might be a little bit of a risky play, but worth trying to sneak ahead with Tampa and then try another ad on Wednesday. Thursday is where you have a whole bunch of teams playing three out of the remaining four nights from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But the big ones you want to maximize are any team playing Thursday, Friday, and Sunday is going to be a good maximizer, right? You've played two out of three games in the first half of the week. If you get the Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday, you would then have three of the remaining four as well. And there's only two teams that play on the Thursday, Friday, and Sunday schedule. So one is Minnesota, right? So if you have a Florida, Toronto player, you can honestly just hold them for the rest of the week. That is a totally fine and simpler strategy. It's less risky as well. But if you are holding them for the Monday to one Monday and Wednesday, and it rolls around to Thursday, if you want to sneak that additional game, you can target Minnesota players and San Jose players. Minnesota has a bunch of just go check players too. Ryan Hartman's 58% owned. I think that will continue to climb. Jonas Brodeen is a D1 PP2 guy. It's kind of bizarre that he's only 4% owned, but. If you're just playing for the schedule, you might as well try to maximize it. He's a defenseman, right? Like, probably have a spot for him. Marcus Foligno is a line two PP2 guy. He's 20% owned. 
worth looking at. And I couldn't believe it because he's only 5% owned, but he's PP1, Marcus Johansson. I'm not saying he's the only guy. I'm not saying he's like the Lord and Savior, but I, I've definitely picked up worse players on the waiver wire than a PP1 winger. The other team, San Jose, uh, honestly, you should have an open oyster when you click the San Jose team just to look at their players. Tomas Hurdle gets 20 minutes a night to do whatever the heck an organization known as the San Jose Sharks do on a professional ice hockey rink. I don't know what he does. It's definitely not scoring because they only have nine goals in the whole season, but Free whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, He's only 38% owned, and he should be owned at least for the second half of week five. There's also Super Mario Ferraro. He just does Super Mario Ferraro things. None of those Super Mario Ferraro things involve scoring because, again, San Jose Sharks. But funny enough, he has 24 shots on goal, which is kind of incredible given that they basically don't touch the puck. 15 hits related, right? He hits the person who has the puck, and 23 blocks. He gets in the way of somebody shooting the puck at his net. He is a banger must-own, especially for the second half of this week. And I think he's, like, less than 10% owned. Like, again, they are a fantasy wasteland. And so that's why they are, in terms of the schedule, a very appealing uh, team for the second half of week five. Those teams are the creme de la creme in terms of schedule, right? You have the Thursday, Friday, Sunday. But again, look at your own team. If you have a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and you still can fit in that player go nuts like right that's an extra game anyway so columbus is right in that schedule i'm not trying to offend any blue jackets fans here but yeah i just said in the notes later this says this team is not very good this team is not very fantasy relevant past boone jenner but if you need to stream one of these guys uh provorov is still pretty unowned it, Line two, uh, D two PP two. Well, we know we know Jay's streamer of the week is not coming from <laughs> no, Columbus. <laughs> like heck, who else aside from Boone Jenner? Like, there's Fantilli. Sure, maybe Rensky is the huge streamer. If Columbus somehow you are on the forty seven percent of leagues that doesn't have him, right? But everyone else, you probably can try to find other value elsewhere. Like, for example, the team underwards, Dallas, right? Dallas is another team with a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday schedule. Wyatt Johnson, my goodness, 23% owned? He's getting PP2 time, but heck, at 23% owned. Duchesne and Sagan must also join him because they are also on the PP2. Duchesne and Sagan are really interesting setup prior to Duchesne's goal tonight. They were functionally seemingly the same fantasy player. Uh, line two, PP2, center right wing eligible, both playing 16 to 17 minutes a night, one goal, three assists. Like it was it was wild to be looking and doing that this research, but both those guys are 25% owned, so you definitely can just see whoever is available and grab from Dallas. I am going to jump ahead of my team to Vancouver. Vancouver situation is not that exciting. It's just like Buffalo, just like Toronto, just like Tampa Bay. All the guys worth owning are over, like, pretty much 100% owned. Besser is 80% owned, right? Previous seasons, he was a droppable, like, you know, like, streamer. Kronik is 61% owned. You're looking at Beauvilliers, Hoglanders, Garlands, all under 10% owned. So that's Vancouver. But worry not. For if you can stream on the Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday second half, we do have the one most powerful name 
that you should add in stream. Sean Monahan, the Monahanaissance. Oh yeah. Can you guess the team leader in goals on the Habs? I, I guess you must have said goal Caulfield, and you are incorrect. You might have backtracked and said Nick Suzuki. You are also incorrect. It is Sean Monahan with five goals. And another one tonight. And another one tonight. Six on the counter, baby. The Monahanissance continues. Two words, Sean Monahan. Well, I think we I think we already know who <laughs> it should I think be everyone's streamer, streamer of the week, week is gonna be. Two words pretty Sean Monahan. <laughs> Two more words, the Monahanissance. Oh, by the way, twenty-five percent owned also shout out to listeners finally listening to us about matheson he's finally over 50 percent ownership there's like other guys you can mention like tanner pearson and josh anderson but really guys it is sean monahan so the core takeaway at the end of all this if you're still listening is that week five has a ton of teams that you can stream there are tons of strategies that you can get Pretty much all of them start and stem in the first half with Florida and Toronto. So I'm going to say right off the bat, if like go look at your week four matchup right now. Like as soon as you hear it, go look at your week four matchup right now. Are you losing like crazy? If yes, continue. Are you winning yet like crazy? If yes, continue. Both scenarios should have you immediately jumping on the Toronto, Florida bandwagon for streaming for week five. Because again, as I said before, it doesn't matter if you win by four. It doesn't matter if you win by 400 points. Still only one win in a week to week, head to head. And then for the second half, you want to get Minnesota players and you want to get San Jose players. Oh, man, that felt a little dirty to say that one. But, yeah, you you want either Minnesota or San Jose to maximize that schedule. And if you can fit the man on Saturday, you want to be a part of the Sean monahan Assance. Craig, I'll send it back to you. Well, I think this week five might be way too much for Jay. You and I are going to have to do a health check on him come Monday morning. He, there's just a lot for Jay to digest in terms of who he's going to stream probably in the one league that him and I are going to be in. He's probably going to have like 11 streamers on that team. I don't know how he's going to capitalize in the listener league, but it'll be interesting to see. How We're we- going to wake up one day and to a notification that our, <laughs> our ads have been increased to yeah. 15. It's true. Jay is the commissioner of the listener league. So Jay's getting it real excited and and maybe have deeper discussions with the participants in that league about just increasing the ads no, just for season. his own benefit. That's some juicy stuff there. Jay, thank you for taking us through the strategy heading into week five. We're all about accountability here at the Taxi Squad. You know, whether that's the Taxi Squad confessional in quick fares or our newer segment in the week previews and the weekend previews, our streamers of the week. So... Why don't we do a streamers of the week check-in before we announce our streamers of the week for week five. And as Jay was taking you guys through the strategy, I was doing a little perusing on our, who we announced on our week four preview as our streamers for this week. Let me just take you quickly through those. My streamers of the week for this week were Logan Cooley and Bobby Brink. 
Jay had Cam Atkinson and Sean Couturier from the Philadelphia Flyers, and Allen had Ivan Barbashev from the Vegas Golden Knights. All of these players have played two games only this week, so we will have to do our final check-in if this is a win or not on these streamers, whether we do that in the – most likely we will do that in the week five weekend preview to see if they are a full win, but we want to share with the listeners on where these individuals are trending. Now, Ivan Barbashev is currently playing his third game of the week tonight, and so is Logan Cooley, and I have adjusted stats accordingly. Me and our other fellow hosts slash taxi squad drivers have not really discussed what counts as a win, but perhaps we can go through this check-in and discuss if we believe they are trending towards a win or if they're just a toss them into the waiver wire abyss now and see if you can find another streamer. And the reason I say that is because one of mine, Logan Cooley, is trending towards, although he hasn't done anything tonight through a, p- a period in their game against Montreal, he has one goal and one assist through two games, two shots on goal, one hit and one block. And then Bobby Brink only has two shots on goal through two games this week. Jay's streamers, Cam Atkinson, he has one goal on eight shots on goal, one hit and one block. Sean Couturier has one assist and two shots on goal. And Alan Ivan Barbashev for this week through a game or two games and a period has six shots on goal, two hits and two blocks. Now, guys, my thought process here, if you guys disagree with me, let me know, is I would say Logan Cooley is trending towards a win for me. Bobby Brink is a punt back into the waiver wire abyss if you have any ads and you did choose to stream him. Uh, although he's still getting power play one and power play two, I would say Atkinson obviously is trending towards a streamer win with his coverage across the categories, especially with eight shots on goal. Couturier, I think, is a wait and see. And Barbashev, from a category sh- coverage standpoint, is also trending towards a streamer uh, of the week win for Allen. What do you guys think on that? Just give me your quick thoughts. I'd say Barbashev's a punt. I mean, unless those categories really helped you. I was trying to be generous just because I, I, I know this. No, is no, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to admit when I miss. OK, so two in our go ahead jay give us your quick thoughts there i think honestly i should probably split atkinson and katrurie together with alan but yeah you straight sniped him i'm like man you did snipe his streamers <laughs> of the week last week so but but i would still say at the end of the day atkinson and katrurie with the week five upcoming schedule like you're still going to punt both of these guys onto the wire. It's, you know, like use toilet paper. You use them, got them, for, got them good for a week. They're gone into the sun in week five. Yeah, there's no holds here, I don't think. Maybe Cooley, maybe. But I think everybody else has gone into the waiver wire abyss. But, hey, we're trending on one, two, three, potentially four, if Barbashev can get any points for the remainder of this week. Four out of five streamers of the week from the Taxi Squad boys being wins for week four. So that's uh, a positive as we uh, journey down this street of streamers of the week with the Van Cab. So with that said, our check-in, we will come back to those players for uh, during the week five weekend preview to see how they finished off week four. 
we will debut our streamers of the week for week five from the three of us. So why don't you start us off, Alan, and take us through your streamers of the week for next week? Yeah, they're both kind of deeper cuts. And man, Jay didn't even mention them. I'm going Mason Marshman of the Dallas Stars. Like he's shooting quite a bit in line two. And the only way you score goals is to shoot. So if someone, yeah, who's shooting is eventually, uh, even if you're Ray Charles, it's going to go in. And then my other one is uh, Ilya Mikheyev on Vancouver. Still top line with Pedersen in his five games since return. Tonight would be game six. Uh, in his five games since returning, he's gotten four points. So I'd say that, that deployment's working out for him. I, I like those. I like that they're deep cuts. Always juicy for their, our listeners that are in deeper leagues. Jay, why don't you take us through your thought process and your streamers of the week? Yeah, no, I I, I got to follow that schedule I just described before, right? I definitely start with OEL, like OEL 16% owned. Like, hop on that one, go with Florida, ride with Florida for the rest of the week if you need, right? And then if you're really feeling it and it's still a possibility round, like take take a break off OEL on Wednesday, no day earlier, no day later, Wednesday, and then roll onto the Monhanasons. Well, actually, you could hop off OEL on Wednesday or potentially Friday and then jump on the Monhanasons cab on the Saturday and Sunday. To You can get there five games either way. It depends who you believe. But honestly... Man, I got to stand by the Monahan Sons. He's been doing well since Kirby Doc's been out. Sorry for, you know, Kirby Doc's injury, of course. Hope he recovers soon. But man, Sean Monahan, he is he is really having a comeback season compared to the terribleness of years yore. I will definitely still say at the end, though, like Montreal has been a welcome surprise. And I think that team in particular, you if if there's anybody else that is also stepping up like don't be afraid to to jump on that bandwagon as well right like the isn't harvey pennard right on, right uh, harvey pennard oh, the yeah, top line absolutely. okay and he and he does some he does some lovely category coverage too just and and maybe a little bit of point upside i say that reluctantly but he is on the top line with them for sure josh anderson josh anderson yeah he's another he's another guy getting on like pp1 uh you basically want anyone that's getting pp1 yeah pp1 access right to like uh, we talked about Monahan before, but anyone alongside Matheson, Suzuki, Caulfield, that is surprisingly to me, like I, <laughs> I maybe definitely, actually not maybe, I definitely wrote off Montreal way, way further than what they actually are this season, right? Like this season so far, you look at the standings, they are comfortably, comfortably out of last, right? Like they are, they are well within, well within touching distance of the Red Hot Detroit Red Wings with two games less played. This is boding well. It's boding well for, uh, for the Habs. All right. So that's before we bring the fan cab in, uh, I guess it's my streamers of the week for week five. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stick where I planted my flag Many, many shows ago, because I'm so red hot for all the rookies this year that are going to remain fantasy relevant and have an impact on fantasy squads. So my first streamer of the week is Adam Fantilli from the Columbus Blue Jackets, line two and power play one deployment there in Columbus, playing with Kent Johnson and Emil Benstrom at even strength. You know, as you guys know, and as the listeners probably know, as they continue to listen on with us, 
I'm a big fan of a lot of the rookie young talent in the league this year. I'm going to keep riding with them. And then my second one will be Matt Duchesne, center right wing in Dallas. As Jay said, he scored tonight. Line three with Tyler Sagan and Allen's stream of the week, Mason, Mason Marchment. So maybe we'll uh, we'll get a double hit there uh, for the people out there, Allen. And maybe we can start taking uh, this stream stack. Streamer, yeah, stream stack, yes. But we can even take this streamer of the week accountability and we can put points on it against each other and see who wins at the end of the year. You know, because Jay keeps taking the high hanging fruit and me and you are pecking away at him of the of the deeper <laughs> underlying streamers. And then I'm just going to throw an underline uh, for the people that are in those category coverage. I'm going to do an honorable mention because, you know, we want to keep our big boy bangers alive is Super Mario Ferraro from the San Jose Sharks. I think he's going to fill that stat category, those, you know, the hits, the blocks, the shots on goal category for the listeners out there that are looking for support in those category coverage uh, in categories leagues. Uh, so that is it. Let's do a little recap on the streamers of the week for week five. So from Allen, it is Mason Marchant Marchment from the Dallas Stars and Ilya Mikheyev from the Vancouver Canucks. Jay, although he mentioned a whole bunch of names, his first two were Oliver Ekman Larson from the Florida Panthers and uh, the somehow crazy irrelevant uh, Sean Monahan uh, from the <laughs> The Montreal Canadiens. I can't believe he's even on some of my rosters. And then from myself, Craig, my streamers of the week for week five are Adam Fantilli and Matt Duchesne of the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Dallas Stars, respectively. And a honorable mention, big boy banger in Super Mario Ferraro from the San Jose Sharks. Just before we sign off, boys, another great one. Uh, just some news and notes from around the league since it is such a heavy night. I'm going to start to think that the Edmonton Oilers might be in trouble. They're getting rolled right now by this Dallas Stars with 11.30 left in the third period. It is now 4-1 Dallas. The Stars are waking up offensively. Watch out for that in terms of everybody that thought Hintz and Robertson and Heiskanen and Pavelski were all dead. It looks like they are all waking up. I'm not going to give it too much more airtime because Jay showed it all the love in the world, but I'm getting really close to agreeing with you guys that this Mana Hannah sounds is real. <laughs> he did score again tonight for his sixth goal of the season. The Knights are winning 2-1, and why that's relevant is Boston also won against the Leafs tonight in a shootout. They continue to just roll these two teams. Goalie Bob with a shutout tonight against the Red Wings. Red Wings kind of on a little bit of a slide here. And I think that is just Larkin and Debrinkat have cooled off a little bit from their hot start. <laughs> I don't think that's helping them offensively. Not a good look for the Red Wings getting shut out by goalie Bob. 2-0 tonight. The Kings are also still really, really good at hockey, winning 3-2 against the Ottawa Senators. And Columbus, damn you. Columbus. I've swapped Merzlikens and Corpusalo many times today, and a couple of leagues I kept the swap Merzlikens out and Corpusalo in, and Merzlikens wins against Tampa tonight, 4-2. Like, what is what is going on? And, you know, our last closing thought before we park the van cab and turn off the fares, 
I did give some heat to this man, and he was a show-me guy that I think all three of us agreed with might be a Bandai boy. Uh, Brock Besser might be real. He has four points tonight. It's uh, the no, hair, man. Sorry, three points tonight. Two goals, both on the power play and a power play assist. So three points for Brock Besser tonight. And they are absolutely steamrolling San Jose tonight with three power play goals and four goals in the first period. So Brock Besser might be real and good on the people that jumped on him early. Uh, if this man can stay healthy and continue to contribute like this in the top six in Vancouver, we might be seeing a real breakout player this year uh, from the Brock Besser uh, perspective. But I think that's it. Let's uh, park the van cab for now. Uh, as always, like and follow and give us five stars and subscribe wherever you get your fine podcasts. Find us on YouTube if you do listen to podcasts through that fine venue uh, of content uh, provider. Uh, also, join us in the Five Hole Fantasy Hockey Discord if you're not already in there. A bunch, a huge community now pushing 2,500 people of like-minded hockey fantasy hockey individuals from all over the world talking all things fantasy hockey and life in general uh follow along on mike rogerson's journey in his limited series as well he's through five episodes of his seven episode series in the five hole fantasy hockey guide and we thank you all as always for listening and giving us your time uh and being so generous and nice with your mailbag questions and feedback to us overall in the Discord and through Twitter. Follow us on Twitter and on slash X. All of that can be found in the show notes if you're looking to connect with any of us for any of your fantasy hockey questions, whether it's to finish strong this week in week four or to get you started off on the right foot for week five. We are always here to help. But Jay, let's turn off the fares. We'll park the van cab for now. We will be back early next week for quick fares, our week four reflections with myself, Jay, and Maddie K. He will be back on uh, one of the driver's seats with us on Sunday. And then Alan will be back to join us on Tuesday, releasing the week five weekend preview uh, later next week, before, obviously before the weekend. And I think we're kind of getting ready to as well to throw another quick hitter fresh fares at you guys in the coming days as well uh, now that we are a month into the season some juicy stuff coming your way from the five hole taxi squad so stay tuned to that we will say good night it's all love we'll park the van cab jay turn off the fares and we'll see you all soon thanks for calling back that oshigo refs checks in the mail <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick you up later <laughs> <laughs>